Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, June 10th. President Trump summoned the mob, assembled the mob, and lit the flame of this attack. We're going to remind you of the reality of what happened that day. But our work must do much more than just look backwards. The January 6th House Select Committee put forth its most compelling version of events of what occurred leading up to the insurrection. The two-hour primetime committee hearing on Thursday night was somber, informative, and unbelievably compelling. It was the predicate from which everything else will flow in these subsequent hearings. As the committee has made clear, they're sort of breaking up each part of what they believe is a multi-part conspiracy that Donald Trump was at the center of to overturn the will of the people to refuse a transfer of power from one president to the next. Setting the frame for the presentation last night, you had the chairman of the committee, Democrat Benny Thompson, and the vice chair of the committee, Republican Liz Cheney. January 6th was the culmination of an attempted coup. The violence was no accident. It represents Senate Trump's last stand, most desperate chance to halt the transfer of power. On the morning of January 6th, President Donald Trump's intention was to remain president of the United States despite the lawful outcome of the 2020 election. Cheney put forth what she calls Trump's sophisticated seven-point plan to overturn the 2020 election. That plan, according to Cheney, is Trump's spread of false election claims, Trump planned to replace the acting attorney general with one who supported his fake election claims, Trump pressured Vice President Pence to refuse to count certified electoral votes. Trump pressured officials to change election results in the states. Trump instructed state officials to lie. Trump summoned a mob to march on the U.S. Capitol. And lastly, Trump ignored pleas to stop the violence. One of the more compelling tactics that Liz Cheney utilized in this hearing was using the very words of folks who were inside Trump's inner circle at the time, folks like Attorney General Bill Barr. I made it clear I did not agree with the idea of saying the election was stolen and putting out this stuff, which I told the president was bullshit. Or the president's own daughter, Ivanka Trump, when she appeared for her deposition before the committee on video, she was asked about Bill Barr's assessment. It affected my perspective. Um, I respect Attorney General Barr. Um, so I accepted what he said, was saying. This is how the former president responded to that reveal. On his social media this morning, he put out a statement that said, Ivanka Trump was not involved in looking at or studying election results. She had long since checked out and was, in my opinion, only trying to be respectful to Bill Barr and his position as attorney general. Then in parentheses, he sucked. And we heard from others in Trump's world, from 
Uh, Jason Miller, his former campaign spokesperson from uh, a data analyst inside uh, the Trump campaign, all saying they were aware that there was not widespread fraud and there was no evidence of such that would be sufficient to overturn the election. They were aware of that. And yet President Trump persisted. Here again is Liz Cheney. President Trump ignored the rulings of our nation's courts. He ignored his own campaign leadership, his White House staff, many Republican state officials. He ignored the Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security. President Trump invested millions of dollars of campaign funds purposely spreading false information, running ads he knew were false, and convincing millions of Americans that the election was corrupt and that he was the true president. Another big reveal in this initial primetime hearing was when Congresswoman Cheney said that Republican members of Congress, including Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, sought pardons from then-President Trump before he left office. Why would they seek pardons? Apparently, for their alleged roles in the attempt to overturn the election. Perry responded to that claim in a tweet today. He said the idea that he sought a pardon for himself or another member of Congress is a, quote, absolute, shameless, and soulless lie. And then Liz Cheney also had this strong warning for her fellow Republicans. I say this to my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain. Of course, there was also a focus on the horrific events of the attack on the Capitol itself on the 6th of January. We heard testimony from a documentary filmmaker who had been following the Proud Boys around on the night before and on the day of January 6th. He describes how he watched them become insurrectionists. And after the hearing concluded last night, the chairman, Benny Thompson, appeared on CNN and spoke with my colleague Jake Tapper and said that we are going to learn of witness testimony that will describe direct connections between Trump's orbit and the extremists who organized a lot of this January 6th attack and were involved in storming the Capitol. Liz Cheney also noted that the committee has heard and collected testimony about what Trump was saying in private on the day of the 6th about his vice president, Mike Pence. And aware of the rioters' chance to hang Mike Pence, the president responded with this sentiment, quote, maybe our supporters have the right idea. Mike Pence, quote, deserves it. And then Liz Cheney presented testimony from General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And this may be, I think, one of the most revelatory contrasts from one person, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, a military man, not a political figure here, and the way in which he describes how Pence was communicating with him in that moment on the 6th versus how Trump's chief of staff was communicating with him. Give a listen here to Mark Milley describing how Pence was sort of barking out orders to him. There were uh, two or three calls with Vice President Pence. He was very animated, and he issued very explicit, uh, very direct, unambiguous orders. There was no question about that. Get the military down here. Get the guard down here. 
put down this uh, situation, uh, etc. And now listen to Mark Milley describe what Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, was saying to him. Not Donald Trump, not the commander in chief. Please note that. He said, um, we have we have to kill the narrative that the vice president is making all the decisions. Uh, we need to establish the narrative that, um, you know, that the president is still in charge and that things are steady or stable or what's that thing. I immediately interpret that as politics, politics, politics. Uh, red flag for me personally, no action, but I remember it distinctly. This is just the beginning. It'll be some time before we learn if indeed all of this work that the committee puts forward to the public actually alters public opinion. But I don't think that's the ultimate goal here. I think it was clear in this initial hearing the ultimate goal here is to damage Donald Trump enough to prevent him from being successful in a Republican presidential nomination race in 2024. I think that's one clear political goal. And then there was also the clear goal of getting this right for history, of putting together the definitive account of one of the darkest days and what led to it in American history. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Mohammed Darwish is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Taylor Galgano. We'll be back Monday.